0: Welcome to episode 39 of the Brown and Black Podcast. My name is Jack Rico. And I'm Mike Sargent. And every week we take a look at race and pop culture through a brown and black lens. So on this podcast, Mike and I usually deconstruct how brown and black identity and cultural dynamics interplay with Hollywood and popular culture overall. Today, we're going to be tackling a subject that has been a bit disturbing to me uh, from the last week. I've mentioned it to you, Mike, but now let's just put it out there here on this podcast episode. There's a rising trend of Latinos and Latinas declining to divulge their cultural heritage. I recently interviewed an actress who identified as a young brown mixed race Latina, and when I, a Colombian American, asked her what her heritage was, here's what she said to me:
1: "I don't specify my heritage. I, I am Latina. Um, I'm mixed, uh, but I I find that as an actor, it's it's usually better not." Yeah, it can be a bit limiting.
0: I then asked her if she could elaborate on why she didn't feel comfortable disclosing her Latina heritage, and here's how she responded.
1: If you look at someone like Florence Pugh or, or Timothy Chalamet, they get to play all these varied roles, and no one asks them, what's their provenance, right? But we only do this with people of color. We only ask them, well, where are you from? Prove to me. Show me your papers. To ask any person that you really don't know intimately, in a very real sense, what their background is down to the genetic variances of their DNA is so invasive. Um, but also, it doesn't prove my self-worth as a person. And I think what's really m- much more important is as a person, as, as a character, what am I bringing to a project? How am I bringing this humanity to life rather than you know, what is my, what does my DNA look like? I don't think it's about denying my heritage. I mean, I am a brown person. I am a mixed person. I do have light skin privilege and then I have white privilege. I I think these two things aren't mutually exclusive. And me as a person, I am still brown. I, I am also still just me. It's a very complicated situation.
0: So on this episode, we ask the question, is it better to conceal rather than reveal your heritage in Hollywood? That is what we're going to tackle right now. Mike, have you ever heard of anything like this in the African-American community?
2: Well, not only have I heard it in the African-American community, and it's it's a thing, but, I, I you know, you say the rise. I, I, I have to say I disagree with you. I don't think that this is a rise. I think that this has been an ongoing thing. In preparation for this show, I did a little research to see, and there are definitely a lot of celebrities, because I put in, you know, celebrities you didn't know who were Latino. 12 celebrities, 50 celebrities, 35 celebrities. There's so many lists and a lot of them did not have the same people on it. So I, I feel like going as far back as, you know, Linda Carter, okay, as Wonder Woman, it, it only came out like sometime in like the last 10 years that she's Mexican. I never knew that. And, There are so many actors who have denied Yeah, Rita Hayworth. Rita Hayworth. Exactly.
0: You would say that then they're like white passing Latinos. Right. So let let me kind of break down the context for all of you of what's going on here. So for the last year, because of the Black Lives Matter movement being quarantined and, you know, having deeper, you know, more real conversations amongst the Hispanic community about us, you know, about all our dilemmas and conundrums that that we have to face, which is colorism, self-hate, racism, uh, you know, hierarchy classes, uh, all of this stuff has been, hey, let's unify and let's be uh, Latino and proud, Right? That's been the whole sort of movement in the last 12 months. Latino and proud. Latino I mean, let's let's get Trump out of office. Let's unite together to 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 make to flip this red state blue. It's Latino and proud. So every time you introduce yourself, I am Mexican, I am Latino, I'm Peruvian, I am yeah, I'm a Latino. That's what's been carrying me. All the conversations I have with celebrities, with publicists, with people in Hollywood, with regular people that are not in Hollywood, doctors, accountants, Latinos, in every range, in every category of society has been Latino and proud. But then all of a sudden, this one girl throws me for a loop and says, nah, I don't subscribe to that. And she's in her early 20s And then I find out a little bit more, and she gave me that answer about being tokenized. So here's the thing, and this is where it all comes down to. The question is, why? Why did you feel that you had to do that? And it comes down to the gatekeepers, white gatekeepers in systems that are designed to allow white actors to flourish, while Latino actors... Black actors and people of color don't. But the situation's a little bit more complex with Latinos, Mike. If you're a white Latino, you're already having psychological problems, social psychological problems about, well, hold on a second. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm white and I live in America. So I'm a white American. And then a real white American that has no blood of black or Latino. I mean, he's Irish, German, Swedish
2: right from like or as far as he, as far as he knows if he hasn't done uh, the DNA test right
0: right right but for the most part the dude identifies and his whole ancestry is like 5 10 15 generations of white american right they fought in the american revolutionary war uh they fought in all the wars and now they're here and they're looking at this white latino from cuba or white hispanic from spain and they come here and they speak with an accent and you can see the curly hair and the Something gives it away that you're not European Anglo white. And that's where they pick on the white Latino. And they go, yeah, you're you're white skinned, but you're, you're not us. You're not us. And so because you're not us, we need to know what your heritage is. That way we can categorize you and then treat you as such. And I think that was the beef with this girl. So I understand her situation but i don't agree with it how do you see this whole thing mike
2: again one of the best things about doing the show with you uh besides i enjoyed doing the show with you is i've i've expanded you know you've said to me how you've become more woke as a result of black lives matter and doing this show i've become more aware for those who are listening latino or otherwise i went to latin times And they broke it down. What's the difference between Latino, Latin American, and Hispanic? And I'm going to give you the definitions they give, and then I'll answer your question. This is Latino. Is any person of Latin American descent residing in the United States? This is what the associate director of Latino studies, Mincy Martinez Rivera from Indiana University in Bloomington said. Two, Latin American. Any person living in Latin America, so for example, people from Brazil are Latin American, but not Hispanic. And then number three, Hispanic, Hispanic are any people who share Spanish as a common language. For example, people from Spain are Hispanic, but people from Brazil are not because they speak Portuguese. Now, that was according to Latina.com. Now, for me, two key things you said, you said whether you identify as being white. People don't identify, let's say, Ted Cruz as being Latino they don't see him that even though his name is Cruz, he identifies as white and represents so much of white that, you know, he doesn't even come into the conversation as a Latino who's betraying. He's the other side of the coin. He's not denying his heritage, but it's not even a question. So to me, I can relate as there are a number of black celebrities. I don't necessarily want to say they've hidden it. People like Wentworth Miller from prison break. And there are a number of actors and celebrities who are black or who are Latino, who are of color, who have hidden it because they thought their career, like this woman said, would be affected. And it's true. So I I feel the problem is that if you keep giving into this, I can relate it to so many stereotypes and so many restrictions that have been put on people of color. As an African-American, I can just countless. But the question is, at what point Do you stand up and say, okay, yeah, I am black and I'm proud. I am Latin and I'm proud. Black black people, people, darker skinned people, really, they can't pass for anything. So they don't have a choice. But when you do have a choice, where do you stand? And do you have to wait till you're established in your career? You're an Andy Garcia. Then you can stop playing Italians. Or do you say like uh, Jennifer Lopez, I am not Latina. I'm an actress who happens to be latin and what do you put first who you are or what you are and and is that determined by as you say the gatekeepers or do you get to determine that yourself
0: okay so let's take the situation of aubrey plaza i just recently interviewed her on the highly relevant podcast and i would you say aubrey plaza is a white woman or is she a latina woman to you
2: well to me i look at aubrey plaza and i'm like okay she's not just she she's too I don't want to use the word exotic, but I know she's not just white. I did not know what she was, but I didn't think she was just white.
0: Here's what she said when I asked her directly the question that I don't think many people ask her I said, How do you culturally identify? And here's what she said
3: I am half Irish. My mom's Irish, but my mom was also adopted um, by an Irish Catholic family. So I grew up kind of partially with this Irish Catholic family. Um, Not blood related to me, but my the Puerto Rican side of my family, I guess, was felt a little more, you know, that that just was like home for me.
0: So what she said here was, you know, my mom is Irish, but my dad is Puerto Rican. And when I go to these parties, the Irish people go, you're Irish. And she's like, well, not really. I identify more with my Puerto Rican side than I do with my Irish side. So she chose to either be white Irish or Puerto Rican. I think she looks at herself in the mirror and she goes, Irish white means blonde, blue eyed, white. And I don't look like that. I'm like a brunette Irish. And there's not that many of those either. So you're looking at Puerto Rican white, which is a Hispanic white. But she identifies as Hispanic. She identifies as Caribbean, Puerto Rican, Latina, Latinx. However you want to do it, but she identifies with that Puerto Rican side of her, yet her career, was it because she denied her heritage or because she never brought it up? No one ever asked her because why would you ask someone who you already think is white or reads white? And so that's the situation that I think that now she can say she's Latina because
2: She's probably already established at this point. Okay, but, but now there's something you're forgetting here, okay? The name Plaza does not scream Latina, okay? Yes, it does. La Plaza de Toros. La Plaza del Centro. Dude, it does to you because you're a Latino.
0: When you hear Aubrey Plaza, what are you conjuring up in terms of image and identity for that person?
2: Hear me out. I am not conjuring up anything. And so the default, if I look at her... And and again, it's hard for me to be completely objective because I see things differently. I'm a person of color. I'm black. I have a lot of Latino friends, so I see Latino different. But I'm just going to put myself in the mindset of the average person. Let's just say the average white person, the average white audience that is accepting her in her role because there's. I can't think of a role where she's talking about her ethnicity. And it's part of her character. She plays weird roles, but it her ethnicity doesn't come into it. And her name, Aubrey Plaza, again, it's not what traditionally people might think of as Latino. What what people have a very limited understanding of Latino. What Latino is anyway? That's a whole other part we can get to. But I, I'm going to give you another example. Bobby Cannavale, Cuban. Think is he's Italian? Exactly. They think he's Italian. He plays Italian, but he's he, Cuban. He's Cuban. He's Cuban, a- a- and. Who knows that? Well, the, because the last name Cannavale is there Italian. It is. That's my point is it's Italian, but I guarantee if you say it the right way, it'll sound <laughs> Spanish to me. <laughs> you If you say Cannavale with a Spanish accent, okay, that could be. And I think- Especially here in America, I think people really have very little understanding of of cultural identity of of those three definitions I, I gave you. M- most people, Latino, Latin American, Hispanic, Hispanics, all the same thing.
0: So the look, Bobby Cannavale's father is Italian and his mother is Cuban. So the Cannavale is actually accurate. The mom must have had a Latino name, right? Uh, but the father had the Cannavale name, so you the, the mom probably took the, the married last name. He then took uh, his father's last name. It's interesting. I've seen reporters that are Latino reporters, okay? They come up like, you know, Betty Garza, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, oh, there's a Latina reporting live from Channel 11 or Channel 2. Then they get married, and they'll get married to a Jewish guy. And then their name changes, from Betty Garza to <laughs> exactly. Betty Schwartz.
2: Exactly.
0: Okay, now she comes on TV and she's already a white Latina and she comes in and she goes, "By the way, white Latina with like a, you know, white American accent" and goes, "Hi, I'm Betty Schwartz reporting live from Channel 11." Uh, again, back to you. Uh, uh, exactly. At that moment, there is not no hint. not a reference that she's a Latina. Not well, a fucking hint. <laughs> she's Latina. So what is she and, and this is the crucial question. Why is she not hinting or giving any reference of her Latina-ness? Is that deliberate? or is that accidental?
2: I, I think you're asking that um, uh, you know rhetorically, because Vanna White, I mean, her last name is white, but she's not white. Okay. I, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she is white. Well, though. she's white, but that's not her heritage. She's not completely white.
0: No, right. She's, she's, she's a, a Latina.
2: Latina. I, I, Linda Rodstadt, Linda Rodstadt. Nobody goes Ronstadt. Oh, Mexican. Nobody was thinking that. So Linda Ronstadt, you know, most people didn't realize that till way, way after her prime, way, way after she had had her fame and success. Then people go, you know, Linda Rodstadt is Mexican. It's like it, it's, it's news that she's Mexican.
0: Right. And then you have like a situation like Bruno Mars. Okay, now we know that Bruno Mars has Puerto Rican in him. But what happens if your blood says Puerto Rican, but you choose to deny or conceal the Puerto Rican-ness about you? And it's never expressed through your music. It's never expressed through interviews. It's never expressed through your fashion sense. It's never expressed... By the people that hang out around you, they could all be black and white and no Latinos in it and then all the markers, all the cultural markers that are that our eyes and brains are looking for it's like minority report in here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And the minority report, It's
0: the minority report. I mean, that
2: should be like a segment just for Brown and the minority report. We've just discovered that Martin Sheen is actually Latino. (laughs) Details at 11.
0: Right. And and Martin Sheen, I even asked Martin Sheen. I go, hey, you know, he's like, well, I'm not Latino. I'm Hispanic because his parents are from Spain. Right. or or, You know, like a like a great grandfather or something like that is from Spain. Right. That's why you get Emilio Estevez. Uh, But Martin Sheen doesn't have the Estevez.
2: Right, well, he chose to keep the dad's stage name. He chose to keep the real name.
0: Exactly. So when you have someone where your eyes are scanning and you can't find, your brain goes, sorry, sorry, we can't find any Latino-ness in here. Uh, The person doesn't read in any way Latino, Oscar Isaac. Isaac? You're from Guatemala, dude.
2: Exactly.
0: Oscar, your last name probably could be Oscar Rodriguez, yet... They go ahead and they change their name. I mean, didn't this happen with Rock Hudson? And like, there's so many other people that had stage names. Like, they're probably still using it. Benjamin Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. Come on. Right? Benjamin Bratt is probably Benjamin Brateo, you know, something like that. It, it, it's all in the way you decide to express yourself. And so I think that the big question to ask here, Mike, is if you're a white latino that could pass off as white if you conceal your heritage or if you're a white latino that says you know what i can pass off much like that movie we saw passing
3: my name is robin cloud and i'm a stand-up comedian and filmmaker my family is big into family reunions and ever since i can remember the first weekend of august was dedicated to spending time with the reagan watson clan at these reunions, I kept hearing the story about my Nebraska cousin, Willa May Lane and her husband, Johnny. The story goes that they left Harlem in the 1940s, moved to Nebraska to find work, and decided to pass for white. They had seven kids and never told them that they were really black. Everyone in our family kept their secret, but then I came along. I just couldn't stop thinking, what if Willa May and Johnny's kids were looking for us? So I decided to call one of their kids, Becky Joe, and tell her the truth. Surprise, You're black. And guess what? She had been looking for us. This is a story of one branch of a family. Lost and then found.
0: Uh, did you did you get to see that movie?
2: No, that was a Sundance. It hasn't come out yet on theater. Okay,
0: that that that's a good one because that's about black people. Two black ladies, one black, and the other one like white black. Uh, she passed off as white in the movie, and that was like it was a it was a great subject matter there. And if you're a white Latina that decides to say, you know what? I'm going to be a white Latina. I know I can pass as a white American, but I'm going to hold my culture and my flag and everywhere I go, people are going to know it. You know why? Because it's the more of us there is in there, they will accept us for who we are, not for the hypocrites and performers that we want to be in order to satisfy some white gatekeeper in Hollywood so they can give me my money.
2: So I think we live in an age where mixed race mixed race mixed race that's that's cool everybody like oh you're half white obama was half white you're mixed race like what do most people consider rashida jones to be i mean everybody knows because
0: why because okay mike but but
2: but she's quincy jones
0: daughter i know but 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 her gene pool is more white than it is black
2: Ah, well again but she's mixed so she gets a pass Even though everybody knows this
0: is a great conversation because I don't know if there's a right or there's a wrong. I think it's the subjective take that you yourself want to give the world.
2: How do you identify? And then how does the world identify you? There's an actor and I'm glad you brought this up. There's an actor named uh, Daniel Sanjata and, and he's on the show or he was on the show called Rescue Me. You probably know him. If you look at him, he looks Latino. Like, if you said, is this guy Latino, I totally would have said he's Latino. But he's half black and half African American. And a lot of half black, half white people look like what most people think of as Latino. If you are half black, half white, but everybody thinks you're Latino, you then what's your choice there? You got three choices. So we go back to the whole Charles Cooley
0: theory of self-concept. It's a concept of self that says that you don't pick who you are, society and your interactions with society shape who you are so check this out okay and you tell me who's right here if all of new york city all eight million people mike think you're dominican but you're the only person that to you says but i'm black and all the jobs all the events all the networking all the shows you go on everybody thinks you're dominican Are you Dominican or are you black? At that point,
2: are you talking about me living up here? Where I live,
0: (laughs) yeah. Because I am sure there is a Dominican guy that goes, "Yo, Uh, hey, papi, pero qué tú eres dominicano." Dude,
2: when I moved up here, all the time they look at me like, "Oh, you are one of those Dominicans that don't speak Spanish," and I am like, "No, but, but yeah, I know exactly what you are saying." But I mean, so who makes your identity? Is it society or is it you? I'd say it's society. I mean, let's use an example. Pete Wentz. Do you consider Pete Wentz? He's half Jamaican. What? Who's Pete Wentz? Pete Wentz. He's from Fallout Boy. He's, he's, he's Ashley. How the hell am I supposed? I don't listen all right, to Fallout right, right. Boy. Well, of course. <laughs> Isn't I know. that but like he's... the whitest
0: punk exactly. rock. Exactly.
2: Exactly. On. That's my point. Pete okay? Wentz. Pete Wentz. Wentz. Yes. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. It's not a Latino. I mean, to <laughs> He's not a Latino, but he's half Jamaican. His he's he's Colin Powell oh, is his so cousin. Wait, so
0: you're telling me Pete Wentz is black? That's what I'm telling you. Come on, dude. But that's the same thing that Rebecca Hall, uh, the director of the Sundance hit Passing. You would never think Rebecca no. Hall is black. No. So that's the thing. It's if you're if you're one quarter black from like a great 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 grandmother. And now the climate is all about being black and you decide to cherry pick that gene from like three generations ago that do not reflect in your physical feature. And then you say, I'm black. I'm fucking sorry. You are not black. You've never identified as black. None of your interviews do you go, I'm black. You're black now because you're making this black movie and you're trying to explore some questions. You are not black. Or are you?
2: so jack i want to ask you about something that's in the news and it's something we've talked about and we've talked about the paucity of latino heroes latino superheroes specifically especially in a time where superhero movies are dominating and for me uh, as a science fiction person as a comic book fan i feel clearly movies are you know the biggest source of propaganda period but The the most, you know, we were talking in the last segment about identity, being able to identify with a superhero, being able to see a hero that looks like you. I can only imagine what it would have done for Latinas to know that Linda Carter was Mexican back then when she was on TV. But now the first Latino superhero Blue Beetle is coming. And I'm curious because it's got a, a director Who angel manuel soto who directed charm city kings which we've talked about here on the show i want to know what your thoughts are on it and what was your relationship to superheroes growing up did you read comic books at all did you pay attention to any of it and 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 how did you feel back
0: then i just thought that the world was white and there was something wrong with me that's just the way i grew up it's like I just thought, well, white people are telling their stories because they worked a little harder than Hispanics and blacks to get there. It was all see, I grew up in a household and in a culture, a Latino culture, where it's like your success is dependent on how much you work for it. And again, white people have always said this about, you know, blacks and browns. They've always said, well, you know, if you worked a little harder. You know, if if you strapped your boots a little bit more, you know, you could have gone and and be just like me. This is America. America, you can achieve anything if you put your mind to it.
2: Does that sound familiar to you, Mike? Uh, I I saw that video.
0: Right. So that's the way we all grew up in. And if you hear if you're in a household where everyone's saying the same thing and you're hearing the same things in media and your friends and your teachers are teaching you a white history, what do you think you're going to think?
2: Coming back to the Blue Beetle, one of the things that I like about the Blue Beetle, and I feel it's perfect for us to discuss on the show, is Blue Beetle was this character from Fox Comics back in the 30s, but when they brought him back, Keith Giffen. And John Rogers. Okay, so even better. So it was created by three white guys, right?
0: Right, and it seems like Keith, John, they're like white allies,
2: I'm excited about with something like Blue Beetle is, you know, I know there's a female uh, a Latina superhero about to come out as well, and it's a start to having the imaginary universe because there's no restriction. We do not have to create a universe that is biased because we come from a biased society. So it's only because of the bias of the creators of these universes in Marvel and DC that we've had to wait this long for these things to happen.
0: And so I think with the Blue Beetle and the impact that this movie could have, first of all, it's directed by Angel Manuel Soto. He did a movie that uh, I had a chance to see at the New York Latino Film Festival called Charm City Kings he and it's interesting because the whole concept of this podcast is about brown and black unification so how do we see evidence of brown and black unification happening in America and we see it in a movie like *Charm City Kings Angel Manuel Soto of you know Puerto Rican directed a black
3: movie you knew the Baltimore. you gotta go to the ride the ride right? you don't know nothing do you I lost one of my sons to the streets I ain't gonna lose another one where you been at today I will lock your ass up when you down bad, you really find out who's in your corner. You okay? I haven't been answering my calls. I don't need you. I don't need anybody but me. You need to be more wise about who you make your friends. The son, your brother should have been better at. Don't give up on your dreams, Mouse, because they don't get no easier to hold on to. You know what a second chance life for people like me and you? People like us don't get no second chances, Mouse.
0: And all those black actors love Angel Manuel Soto. So you're seeing a love between Latinos and blacks happening, you know, on on the big screen. Now they've taken Angel Manuel Soto, Puerto Rican, who will now be directing a Warner Brothers DC film. You know, right along there with Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman the blue beetle the teenager Jaime Reyes uh that is going to be saving the world now here's the here's the here's the key thing mike once the movie is in the can and it's given to warner brothers to release will anybody go see it
2: absolutely i think absolutely okay
0: why it's, it's not an IP that anybody knows. I didn't hear about Blue Beetle until,
2: until the news came out. Comic book movies have mirrored for me what comic books were. You know, the, the, the Marvel had its own universe. DC had its own universe. They had their main characters. And then they had characters. When they gave them attention, when they put the right artist on a comic that wasn't doing well or nobody heard of, it could get big. And now we're in an age where, okay, well, we've we've seen how many iterations of Superman, how many iterations of Batman. Okay, we, we've seen it. Okay, we've seen how many iterations of Flash, at least three different Flashes, and, you know, Wonder Woman. So now it's time. For new heroes. That's why they're doing Black Adam. That's why they're doing Blue Beetle. They're doing these characters.
0: Right, but 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 see, but I disagree, man, because I think America is about now about black heroes and white heroes. Ah. And us, we're in that gray area, man. We're gray matter. We're invisible. You know, it's like we're the ones that eh, you're not worth talking about. You're not worth supporting. You're not worth going to see a movie. Because we know what we're gonna get with you: a wanna be white or a wanna be black. But you ain't being purely Latino. And and we have, I mean, listen, I just think that that's the truth, Mike.
2: I, well, how, how do you account then for the success of Spider-Man, the, the Miles Morales? People look at the IP first. So if Captain America is now
0: black, you're not looking, oh, this is a new character who's black. No, you're going Captain America is now black. You ain't going, oh, Blue Beetle is now Latino. No, you don't know who the fuck Blue Beetle is.
2: Well, I agree. The IP, like, yeah, could James Bond be black? Yeah, they could do a black, James Bond. They're not talking about a Latino James Bond. Again, the IP, of course, is bigger. But I do think that there is room for new IPs. There's, there's. I think that's what we're going to be seeing over the next five years. Not that many people know Shang-Chi and, you know, not a lot of people even knew Doctor Strange unless you were really into Marvel. The audience they're going after now is not pure comic book fans. Pure comic book fans, they know about a lot of these properties and their fans are already going in. But the average audience, they never heard of Captain Marvel.
0: So you know what? Maybe that's an interesting point of view that you you get there. Maybe as a Latino, I'm looking at this and I'm going, look at all the baggage historically that we've had. No one's going to watch us because what I think us being invisible, because I see it and I feel it, I've experienced that invisibility. You just go, well, if I feel it, then the whole world feels it. And I think that's the error. Because you're telling me, well, as a black person, I want to see what a Latino superhero uh, is like. If I'm an Asian person, wow, I'm really curious to see what they do with this Latino uh, character. I mean, if you're white, you might be like, hey, you know what? I've never really seen one. I'm, I'm curious. Right. But the Latino might be like, damn, dude, we're just invisible again. <laughs> we know what's going to happen. We know the white people are just going to be like, what they tell us in the offices all the time. It's like, you know what? No Latino wants to watch a Latino movie, which is exactly what John Leguizamo said. Cue the record. And I go to the studios and they tell me, you know, Latin people don't want to see Latin people. I'm going, what? Latin people don't want to see, f- feel good movies. I'm, Excuse me? What do we want to see? Just depressing
2: uh, suicidal flicks? Well, yeah, you know, you might be right. I, I can't obviously speak to how a Latino sees themselves, but I do think in regards to openness and receptiveness, you know, it, it, there, there are moments that can create cultural change. Black Panther is definitely not the best Marvel movie, but what Black Panther did was a culmination of, of a desire, a hunger for something new, for something different, specifically for black people. Black Panther represented much, 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 much more than the, the sum total of that movie. There were parts of that movie that were like, ah, that's kind of cheesy, that CGI is not that great. But the movie itself, and I recently spoke to a somewhat prominent Afrofuturist in preparation for this panel I'm doing for the uh, Hampton University Film Festival on Afrofuturism, and she said when the movie came out, she saw it like five times. But she hadn't seen it since, and she watched it again recently, and she said, like, it's a different movie.
0: Mm, yeah.
2: And, and I think the feeling, you know, what you're feeling is I would think that as a Latino, similar to what it was for black folks going to see Black Panther, when you see this first Latino uh, superhero movie, it's got to deliver. Because there's more is riding on it than there should be. Right,
0: right. And I okay. So if that's the case, Mike, is Angel Manuel Soto the best guy, an unknown director who now has to carry the burden of the Latino culture on this movie? Everything is riding on this movie. That kid's pressure is going to go through the roof. And here's the the, the the worst thing, and this is my prediction. Latinos aren't going to make that movie, man. I'm just letting you know right now. That movie's going to become a hit if it becomes a hit. It's because of white people and black people, not because of Latinos. Do you know how many times Latino movies have been made and have begged Latinos to go watch it? Here's what Latinos say. Oh, but they're expecting expecting me to go watch a latino don't pigeonhole me i don't want to i don't want to be pigeonholed into the latino that needs to watch the latino movie no man i get to watch whatever i want and if i don't want to watch that i'm not going to watch it that's us so it's going to be i don't know 50 50 but it's not going to be 100 percent the way the black community came out for black panther that white people were like fuck dude we're gonna have to create more black programming there goes our, all our white superheroes that we had in the fucking pipeline. That's the difference. I think hits are box office numbers. That's how it's measured. A hit movie is measured through the box office. And if black and white people go to it, then we got a hit. But I don't think that hit's going to be done because of Hispanic movie going.
2: Well, I think time will bear out your hypothesis Professor Rico.
0: That's it for this 39th episode of Brown and Black. If you would like to support this podcast, please subscribe to our show and leave a review. Your help will allow us to be heard by many more people. This episode was partially edited by Joshua Tirado. You can also follow us in our comments and opinions on Brown and Black podcasts on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. We'll talk to you next time on another episode of Brown and Black.
3: Go to Shopify.com slash Sonoro to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash Sonoro.
2: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case,
2: I pronounce you lucky.